Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How's everybody doing today? It is Monday, March 13th, 2023, and this is Bended Knee. So last night, Scott had a very, very late show with Peace Be Still, and uh, we talked after the show, and I said, listen, buddy, you don't need to be hopping up um, any earlier than you need to. So I offered to run uh, Bended Knee today so that he could sleep in a little bit and then head over back home. So he will be back home tonight. He'll be running all shows this evening. Bards FM, I believe he said, specifically be going over what we're dealing with in the economy and all the little details and stuff, the things that we notice, the things that we are missing. But as always, I am quite very pleased and thankful to be here with all of you guys. Love the opportunity, just to, especially I love doing Bended Knee and bringing us all together in prayer. And if you guys did not get a chance to listen to Peace Be Still last night, it was, I think it came on like 2 a.m. Eastern time. So it was really early for a lot of you. So and uh, if you get a little chance today, go back and listen to it. It was an absolutely great show. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be carrying on a little bit from one of the topics that he had, um, which I find to be pretty interesting. So we'll talk. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that story, um, why I'm choosing this topic. And before we go to prayer and then after prayer, I've got some uh, some verses and scripture lined up. That's going to kind of go over the top that I'm talking about. So what is the topic today? But judging on appearances. Last night, as Scott was heading home from his event, um, he was heading home about 30 minutes before he needed to do the show. And he went to a convenience store just to get something to drink um, as he headed back. And he ran into, uh, there was a homeless camp that was right outside of this uh, convenience store that he went into. One of the homeless men approached him and asked if he could borrow some change for some cigarettes. And, you know, Scott's initial um, response was no, you know, obviously because it was cigarettes. So he went in and he ended up came, came back out because God kind of nudged him a little bit and was like, really? Really? So he goes back out and he says, hey, um, he, you know, he ended up going back into the store and purchasing a carton. You know, he asked him first what kind of what cigarettes they wanted. He, they told him. So he went back, got him a carton of them, went out and talked to him and said, listen, do you mind if I pray with you? So they were like, oh, absolutely. So Scott prayed with them. And that wasn't the brilliant part about this. It was afterwards when Scott finished the prayer. And one of the homeless men said, do you mind if I pray for you? And Scott was like, well, absolutely. And I did, did be, I'd be honored. So he prayed. And not only did he pray for Scott and he prayed for all the Scott needed well-being, safety and so forth. Scott said it was probably one of the most beautiful prayers that he has ever heard. And he wasn't expecting that. And why wasn't he expecting it? Because we have this idea in our head that certain things come from certain people, certain words come from certain people, certain wisdom come from certain people. And my goodness, wisdom certainly can't come from somebody who's living on the streets out in the wintertime, wet pants, flip-flops, living in a tent in a little community, standing around a little fire they probably had in one of those little barrels. But no, 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 no. This guy gave one of the most inspiring and beautiful speeches that Scott had ever heard. And what did Scott walk away from that? Not only just appreciating and, and being humbled by the prayer itself, but also humbling himself, realizing that we can never judge a book by its cover, ever. And, you know, Scott was hesitant because, you know, Scott's not a, a cigarette smoker and, you know, cigarettes, you know, obviously we, we know they're not necessarily healthy for you. But, you know, when you break it down, this is probably one of the the greatest little joys. There's, there's little joys that these guys had living on the streets, out in the cold, completely wet. So it wasn't the cigarettes necessarily. It was something that represented just a brief bit of happiness, something to take their mind off of the situation they're in. But see. They came back and they prayed for Scott. Scott is someone that that has much. You know what I'm saying? He does all of these things for all of us. He goes to all these events. He's getting closer and closer to God. He's helping us bring people to God. And the last thing that he expected was a homeless man with nothing, 
on the side of the road, wearing the same clothes that he wears every single day, hopping out of the same rugged tent that he hops out every single day, finding joy in something as small as a cigarette. And here we are, you know, many of us, not, not necessarily many of us, but the world that we want the, the nice cars, we want the nice houses, we want the new nice clothes. We don't appreciate the fact that we have enough clothes in our closet to where if we didn't wash them, we could still wear our clothes a week or two weeks without repeating the same outfit. You know, we take a lot of the things in this life for granted. And then you've got someone that has little to nothing. Or did he have little to nothing? Or did he have everything? And if you have Christ in your heart, no matter what the situation, because he was being, he did get food. They were still alive. They had shelter. It wasn't what we have, but it was a tent. It was something to keep the rain off of them. But they appreciated those things. They appreciated the little things. They found joy in the smallest things. Like I said, something as simple as a cigarette. And many of us, we have been judged. We have judged ourselves, even the best of us. You know, we, we know what's wrong. We know that surprises come from the most amazing places. We know that the most beautiful diamonds are covered up in rock at some point. You know, we, we, we know these things, but we still on occasion judge by what's in someone's cover. You know, whether we think that they're too young to be able to have wisdom, whether they think that they are, um, you know, too ragged and too, you know, unpolished for them to be as wise as they are and to give as much as they can possibly give. But we need to just sit back and remind ourselves because we've been in that situation too. I'm a guy that runs around in a kilt every single day. I know what, what judgmental eyes look like. I've seen them before. And same thing. There was a job that I got when I was working for the Dallas Stars when I was hired onto them. Um, they thought that I lied on my resume because I look a whole lot younger than the experience that I carry forth in my resume. So they gave me like the lowest totem job that they could possibly have, the lowest pay. But I was happy. I was happy to get a job and to work my way up. And eventually they realized like, only, only this guy wasn't lying. He knows what he says. And I ended up getting, you know, the, the second highest job at that point. But once again, first I was judged and it wasn't on my like look necessarily. Cause I was a little better groomed back in that time. But even today, I just imagine, you know, I mean, I'm thankful, I'm thankful to the Lord that many people don't judge me by my appearance because I hear way more liberal than I am. And you guys know me, I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a conservative person. You know, I could walk into Austin and fit right in as long as I keep my mouth shut. Unless they see my Jesus shirts, which I generally wear around, or my two-way shirts. That changes the game. But nonetheless, we are all have been part of either judging or being judged. And it's not fair because, like I said, the biggest surprises come from the most unexpected places. That homeless man, he could have very well have been a preacher at some point in his life. We don't know. And the circumstances that he ended up in, um, were out of his hands, but he trusts in the Lord. And he still trusts in the Lord enough to pray. Like Scott said, one of the most beautiful prayers that he has ever heard so much so that when Scott and I had a conversation literally about 10 minutes before this show, he was on the road and he, and he was like, Duncan, I'm not even sure that was a homeless person. I'm, I'm wondering now if that was an angel. And it could have very well been because angels, they pop up, they give us tests. They test our integrity. They test our will, they test everything about us. So it very well could have been an angel. And that wouldn't surprise me one bit because I've seen angels in my life. I've seen multiple angels in my life coming in to test me. And here's the brilliance of this. That experience that Scott said last night, that he had last night, he came on Peace Be Still and he shared the whole story. And guys, I recommend, I just gave you a quick little version of that story. Listen to the whole story on Peace Be Still if you guys get a chance. But here's the brilliance of this. Scott's story that he shared with us last night was not only a testimony to himself. It wasn't just a lesson to himself. 
It was a lesson to all of us. Every single person that listened to that show last night pulled something away from that. We had the experience right along with Scott. We learned the lesson right along with Scott's story. And anyone who listens to it later on is going to have the same experience. And they may do what I'm doing right now. They may tell this story again, the experience, the lesson to you again. This is how beautiful our testimonies and our personal experiences are. The ability for us to share them with the world so that they can learn through our experiences, so that they can move on. And once again, they will carry that same story on to one, two, three, four people in their lives who will carry it on to others. One experience that Scott had last night at 10 o'clock Pacific time in the nighttime is going to reach out to millions and millions and millions of people. You know, so who was that angel teaching the lesson to? Was he teaching that lesson to Scott? Or was he teaching that lesson to all of us through Scott? This is the brilliance that I love about our, our Lord Almighty is the, the, the master plan is just amazing and perfect. So guys, it is um, 3.11 my time, 1.11 Pacific time. So let's go ahead and get into a little bit of spiritual warfare. Please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything that you blessed us with. Thank you for all the prayers that you've answered. Thank you for all the prayers that you, that you haven't answered, the things that we thought we needed that you know we didn't. Thank you for bringing things into our lives when we didn't even pray for it because you know what we need in our lives and you know what, what is not just going to benefit us but benefit others. Heavenly Father, being Christians and being washed in your blood, we're no, we're no longer selfish. We work on the selfishness every day. We try to humble ourselves. We try not to just do good for ourselves but do good for other people. We try not just to grasp a better relationship with you every single day, but hopefully help other people find that relationship. Not just the people that don't know you, but more importantly, even in some cases, in those that do know you that are straight, the ones with the lukewarm hearts, we can bring them back, dear Lord, so their hearts are on fire in your name, dear Lord, and working right alongside of us. Heavenly Father, you have brought us all here today during this time for a reason, and I know this. Every one of us have, has been gifted different skills by you, dear Lord, which we have refined over our lifetime. And we didn't even know at the time what they were for. But today, we're figuring it out, dear Lord. So I ask that, that you let us all figure out what you have been teaching us so that we can be efficient in this war, this battle that we're walking into. Heavenly Father, I thank you for bringing all of those skills within the people together in one place right today, every day, bended knee, dear Lord, where we come together in your name and pray bringing people from around the world all the way over to Wales, all the way over to England, Scotland, Japan, and beyond. Heavenly Father, you have, you have allowed us to extend not our arms, but your arms and your name, dear Lord, so that we can talk to people everywhere at one time, all the way here from Texas. It's amazing, dear Lord, the blessings that you have given us and the opportunities. So dear Lord, I ask that you let everybody just grow in your faith daily. And if things get more chaotic, dear Lord, I ask that you just remind us, remind us that you are here. Give us a little nudge, dear Lord. Let us always be thankful for the things that you give us, but also dear Lord, let us thank you for the things that you have given us. Dear Lord, let us not be the nine of the 10 leopards that walk away. The ones that didn't come back and thank Christ for the miracle of healing them from leprosy. Dear Lord, let us be the one. Let us be that one of the 10 that came back and got on their knees and thanked you for the healing, dear Lord. Let us never forget. We often pray to you, dear Lord, and we ask you for things. And then we get caught up in this world in the hubbub. And sometimes we forget to thank you. Dear Lord, we forget to thank you for the little things that happen every single day. Like the fact that you allowed us to wake up and breathe. I got to pet my dog, hug my mother 
talk to my girlfriend. Those things are so huge, Heavenly Father, but we, we see them every day and we take them for granted. So I want to thank you right now for giving us not only the big things that we need in our lives, but all those little things, the little things that bring us joy. Heavenly Father, during this time, I ask that you, you let us avoid all stress, all anxiety, all fear, and let us spread love and joy during these times. Dear Lord, you have prepared us during this time with the truth. All of us here have seen the truth, especially over the last six years, Heavenly Father. Many of us, like myself, have found you and gotten really close to you. Others that have already known you are getting close to you every day, getting closer to you every day. We are thankful for everything that you have given us, dear Lord, and let us use this wisely. I ask that you give us discernment and wisdom during this time. Dear Lord, there's a lot of people that are going to be caught off guard. A lot of people that are still sleeping right now. They're in this deep slumber and they don't see the truth. Many of them don't know you. So dear Lord, I ask during this time that you give us patience with those people and give us patience because although the truth, knowing the truth is quite a blessing, it's a curse in the same time because it feels like everything is just going so slow. But dear Lord, this awakening right now, the truth coming out isn't necessarily for us. It's for others. And we have to have the patience with them so that they can wake up. Let us not hold a grudge against them, dear Lord. Let us not have our, our, our fists clench because they've turned their backs on us, because they've called us names, because they've spit on us. Heavenly Father, let us just be there for them. Let us give them a hug. Let us turn them to that, that narrow path and lead them down that narrow path to you, Heavenly Father. Let us be there with the most loving and kind hearts, no matter what they have done to us. They're going to need us. And we need to hold our army, dear Lord. We want to bring more people to you so that you give them that chance at the salvation that you have so blessed us with. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for everything in this world, the small, the big, everything that you've given us and everything that you're going to bring to us. And dear Lord, I ask that you just give us everything that we need. Let us use every tool in, in our bags of artillery bag right now in this spiritual moment, whether it be prayer, whether it be wisdom, whether it be the stories in our testimonies. Dear Lord, let us use it all. Let us know how to use it and get into our hearts so that we are more effective in waking up those that are a little reluctant to wake up. In my heavenly Father's name, in Jesus Christ's holy name, I pray. Amen. So guys, you know, it, it, like I said, it just amazes me how much God works in our lives and often we don't even notice it that's you know how intricate he is and the fact that he brings us together the fact that he he puts us together to have these conversations so when i don't have an answer one of you may and then we share that with each other we grow we grow better understanding of of scripture in whole in the gospel we get closer to you rather than getting away from you we hold on to our faith even during those days where we lapse in our faith dear lord the next day we come back stronger and we're here for each other. And you will put us all together at this moment so that we can lift each other up. And it is an absolute blessing. That's one of those many things that we take for granted. And I just, like I said, it's amazing to me that every day I find something in this world that makes me love God and Jesus more than I did the day before. And how is that possible? How is that even possible? How can I love Jesus than I loved him yesterday when I didn't think I could ever top that? It's because Jesus's beauty is so deep. It is so expansive that we'll never truly understand as a human what it is like to be Jesus and what it's like to have that love, which is why these miracles that we see, the stories that people tell, just make us love Jesus all over again every single day. And it's going to be like that every day until we leave this earth. Because it, once John said is if the miracles alone, just the miracles of Jesus were all to be put into the Bible, 
it would be stacked from this earth to the heavens. That's how many miracles Jesus performs. And he never stopped. Think about that. This book gets even bigger when you bring us 2,000 years down the road and recognize and realize all the miracles that Christ is creating in all of our lives, even to this very day. It is all inspiring. So I'm going to go over some verses here that talk about judging on appearances. And like I said, you know, we can't judge on appearances. We need to start looking, you know, like he said, you know, look at everything like a child. We need to start seeing the heart. We need to start paying attention to the fruits that they bear, not the way that they look. Because once again, God uses everybody and the biggest surprises come in, in the most unexpected places. So in John seven twenty four, he says, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. You know, I always go back and I use the example of Lindsey Graham. I, I coined it Lindsey Graham because how many times has Lindsey Graham come out and said, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to write a strongly worded letter and we are going to get to the bottom of this. And he never gets to the bottom of it. See, this is part of the discernment and the wisdom that, that God gives us is not looking with our eyes, but, but understanding the fruits that they bear, not necessarily listening with our ears, but watching what they do. Many false prophets, many false apostles are going to come through in this time and they're trying to convince us one thing. So it's important for us to watch what they do, not what they say, because what they say, they use words to mislead us all the time. And it's important, like I said, for us to use that discernment that God gives us to watch the fruits that they bear. You know, the old saying, talk is cheap. Why is talk cheap? Because often talk ends with the words. You know, there's an old uh, Futurama episode that I always go back to where the, the robot actor asked Bender, he goes, can you make me famous? Can you bring me back to the top? Do you promise? And Bender goes, oh, I can promise anything you want. See, promises often fall and don't get done because like I said, it's not about the words, it's about the actions, not what you say, but what you do. 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks only in the heart. And that is the key is that it's not the words, it's what they do. Because I can tell you anything. I can say anything. I can, many of us, many people out there are so convincing of their words and their lies. And we fall for it every day. That's the reason the world is so asleep right now is because they're not paying attention to what happens and what doesn't happen. They listen to those fake words that we get right before an election every year. They fall for it every single time. We need to pay attention to the actions. Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you be not judged. Once again, you know, we, we are told to call people out for their sins, not in a bad way, not in a negative way, not to make them feel judged, but to tell them, to remind them that this isn't right. But the, the true judgment comes from the heavenly father. And, you know, once again, judge not that you may not be judged because we're going to be judged in the same way that we judge others at some point, And it doesn't feel good. So, like I said, you never judge a book by its cover. Always walk into a situation with an open mind, open heart, and be ready to hear what they have to say. Proverbs 31, 9. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And this one fits in really well with what, you know, Scott was saying last night with the homeless people. You know, his mind first went to minor judgment. But the thing is, though, is as Christians, we recognize this. We recognize the mistakes that we make. We recognize the judgment that we just made. And we make up for it because we know that we know how to listen to God. So when God nudges us immediately, just like they did with Scott last night, God nudged him and was like, really, did you really just say no? Scott listened. 
you know, but because we had that relationship, we had the ability to listen. So always listen to God. God will remind you. And because we are spiritual people, because we have that relationship with Christ, we recognize our sins and our judgment right off the bat. Unlike the time before where we did so many things wrong and we never called ourselves out for it because we didn't have that relationship. Therefore, we didn't recognize the wrongness and what we just did as immediately as we do today. So Leviticus 19.15 you shall not do you, you shall do no justice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or deaf or to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. Guys, always through the eyes of God, not through the eyes of human, not through the eyes of man. We have this bad tendency, you know, even if you look at the way that, that many people date today, it's all about the eyes. It's all about the, the pleasing aspect to that one sense to our sight. But it's not about the other stuff. We, you know, many people tend to overlook that they, they think that beauty is on the outside, but I've seen some of the most beautiful people in my life that turned out to be the ugliest people that I've ever met. But I've turned, I've also seen some of the people that I would have considered unattractive at one point, And I got to know their heart and they became one of the most physically beautiful people that I've ever seen in my life. This is the point of, of seeing things to your heart and not through your eyes. Because we have this an illusion in this world right now, um, you know, especially being human, where we, we take in the wrong type of beauty and we ignore the real beauty. But that's the thing is once you see the real beauty, it's amazing how the physical becomes even more beautiful than you could imagine. No differently than the most beautiful person on this earth, physically on the outside, being ugly on the inside. And once you see that ugliness, you look back at them physically and you're pulsed. You're like, oh, how did I ever think they were beautiful? Because beauty comes from the inside. It comes from the heart. It certainly doesn't come from the outside. Galatians 1.10 For I am now seeking the approval of man or of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. We're not here to serve man. We're here to serve our Lord Almighty. We're here to do our Lord Almighty's work. And yes, we love being around people. We love having conversations with people, but we do it in the name of the Lord. We do it for the Lord. We're not investing ourselves. We're not idolizing anything on this earth or we shouldn't be. We should be focused on our Lord Almighty and everything that we do in our life should be through his eyes, seeing the heart, not the words, not the outer, the outer appearance. Matthew 7, 1 through 5, judge not that you be judged or that you not be judged for with the judgment of your um, pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure, um, with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take speck of your eye when there is a log in your eye, you hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And it goes down to this thing, and I love that one because it, it goes down to the old saying is that you must, you can't help others until you help yourself. You can't heal others until you heal yourself. You know, you can't, you're going to have a hard time bringing people to God unless you already have that relationship with God. This is the thing. Pull the log out of your eye before you try to go fixing somebody else's minor problem. Because often you'll notice that the problem, the biggest problem lies within ourselves, not what you're seeing. And that's the thing about a lot of people in this world today is that it's a reflection or a deflection. They start accusing people of all these things that they've done when they didn't take a step back and realize, just taking a moment and looking in the mirror, that those problems that you're accusing them of are actually the things that you need to fix in your own life. You know, so... 
Once again, pull that log out of your own eye before you try to pull the speck out of someone else's. Isaiah 53, 2. For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of a dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should, um, that we should desire him. Luke 6, 37. Judge not, and you will be, and not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Once again, you know, we need to establish these things in our own lives before we try to bring them into others. We need to realize that many of the things that we accuse others, like I said a moment ago, are things that we need to reevaluate in our own lives. And that's the thing, is that we shan't judge anybody else so that we not be judged ourselves. Revelation 1.1, 1, 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which gave God him to show to his servants to the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And once again, you know, we are all created in the image of God. We've got this weird perception of, of like I said, the superficial beauty. But beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder. You know, what somebody may find physically unattractive, another one's going to think the most beautiful person in the world. God has created us all f to give us our own needs and wants you know we, we see beauty differently than we see than others see beauty and it doesn't because somebody doesn't you know see a wilted rose as beautiful doesn't mean someone else doesn't see that wilted rose as the most beautiful thing because some see an imperfection but others see age see wisdom and see what that rose has been put through in its lifetime and that is where the beauty comes from but that's where the true beauty comes from you know, being able to recognize that even a flaw in something can be what makes it more beautiful than anything in this world. John eight fifteen. you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And we should never judge according to the flesh. Once again, always, always in the heart. So Mark 12, 14, um, and they came and they said to him, teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion. For you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. It is lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not. Should we pay them or should we not? You know, what goes right here and it says that, um, you know, you were not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. We do get swayed by appearances. Once again, it's a matter of stepping back from that. It says, teacher, we know that you are so true and do not care about anyone else's opinion. My grandfather used to tell me all the time, and I've said this many times, is that what another person thinks of you is none of your damn business. That's the way that he put it. And he's right. If you were living in the Lord, if you were doing the Lord's work, if you were walking in the Lord's path, then it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you because in your heart, you know you were doing what's needed to be. You know you were doing what God is asking you to do. And what other person, they may laugh at you. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you're a Christian, huh? Oh, you believe in Jesus. That doesn't matter. Somebody may think that you're doing something the wrong way. If you know in your heart that you're doing exactly what Jesus did, what does it matter what they think? It doesn't. Don't let it hinder you. What another person thinks of you is none of your business. I'm going to end with John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And I just want to say that. And that's all. I mean, I know it's cliche, but I think it's probably... Um, it's, it's probably one of all of our favorite verses because it sums everything up and it shows the importance of that relationship with God. Many of us have our own favorite verses, but that one right here, 
that one speaks a whole lot because we're not going to find truth. We're not going to find true love. We're not going to understand what we are meant to do and what we are meant to be on this earth unless we first find that relationship with Christ. Once again, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, sent him here to experience a human experience to show us we understand that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And we never ever need to forget that. So when you guys have that day where you're, you have a little bit lack of faith, where you're having a little bit of a weak day because the weight seems to be falling on you, just go to that. Remind yourself that what he suffered through so that we may have eternal life is nothing. We're not going to come close to the suffering that Jesus had on that cross. So any suffering that we can do in the name of the Lord, totally worth it. Even if we were to lose our lives doing God's work, is that so bad? Would you want to die doing anything else? I've my whole life, even before I found God, I've always been a good person. You know, I'm a better person now that I have that relationship with God, but I still have a lot of work to do as we all do, as we all do. But my old saying, kind of my, my life's motto has been, I want to die doing something noble. And the only way to assure that is to live every moment doing something noble. And you know, and it fits very well into this relationship with God is if we are doing what we need to do, if we are doing God's work from the moment that we wake up until the moment we go to sleep, chances are when we die, we're going to be doing something noble. We're going to be doing it in the name of Christ. We're going to be doing his work. We would have left this earth doing what God asked us to do. And that is spreading the gospel, living our lives, um, you know, abiding by the, the commandments that we're given, holding true to our covenants and always thanking God and Jesus for everything they have blessed us with in our lives. Well, folks, I want to thank you so much for joining us today for this bended knee. Um, Scott will be running the shows um, all tonight and he'll be running uh, every show on the rest of the, or the rest of the week and, and next week, I believe. Um, but like I said, we got to watch out for each other. It's one thing that God asks us, you know, that he wants us to do. I think he, he expects us to is being here for each other. And as the military would say, having each other's six or having each other's backs. And, you know, like I said, is I, I didn't want Scott hopping up after sleeping four hours and driving five hours back to get down to do bended knee. So I said, listen, brother, let me take care of this. And like I said, I, I love spending the time with you anyways, but Scott will get home safely, talk to him right before the show. He is sounding so much better. And if you guys um, did not get a chance to listen to Peace Be Still last night, I certainly recommend you doing so. It was an outstanding, outstanding episode. And there was a lot of people there for that early in the morning. Matter of fact, Steve Cusick was even there. He was, he's one of the, the late, or it was early for him, but he popped in there too, man. Like I said, the, the Lord inspires, brings us over there and gives us the energy we need even at two o'clock in the morning. God, man, you're amazing. So guys, I want to thank you so much for joining this Bended Knee on Monday, March 13th. Scott will be back this evening. Guys, stay calm. Keep, keep focused on the kingdom. Keep one foot always in the kingdom, even when you're doing your work down here. Fight, fight, fight until the day that we go home. God has a lot for us to do down here. We don't need to have idle hands because the devil takes advantage of idle hands. We need to stay focused on the Lord, keep on working for the Lord, and just do the best that we possibly can while we're here. And remember that we're going to have to be here for others. We're going to have to be a source of strength. We're going to have to lead them to information, to scripture, but it's coming. That's right. The Lord promises that all truth would be revealed and it's happening right in front of our eyes. Guys, I love you very, very much. Have a beautiful rest of the day for those of you who are heading back to work. And for those of you hanging out to do a little dance music, thanks for sticking around.
we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, 
We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
to break these chains and fly away.
sad in regret of all the things I've done for all that I've blessed and all that I've wronged in dreams until my
All right, everybody in Bars Nation, thank you so much for joining us again this Monday for a bended knee. And just a real quick message to Society Dweller, Jerry. You are in our hearts. We love you so much. And I promise you that you are going to hear the greatest news here soon. And I can't wait for you to share it with all of us. You are in our prayers. We love you. And God's got a lot of work for you still. So don't ever forget that. You're here with us for a long time. You'll be helping us lead this war. So want to say God bless to all of you as well. We, we love you so much. We're thankful that you spend this time with us in prayer and conversation. God has us all together right now to unify, to help lift each other up during these hard times. But once again, as I end my show with every night, we know the ending of this book. That is God wins. So there's no reason to fear, no reason to have stress, no reason to have anxiety. Just carry forward laughter, carry forward love. Hold yourself in the strength that the Lord provides so that we can share that strength with others that yet know Him. But guess what? If we do our job one day, they will. And they will have the same privilege that we have of uh, eternal life in heaven. So have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day, guys. Scott will be back for both shows this evening. Um, Bards FM, he will be going over all the details that are happening in this economy right now to help you guys get a little bit more prepared. But I love you very, very much. Have a great rest of your day. And God bless.